0: Tessa is a comedian. She works hard to be eccentric. You'll probably remember the Tessa Moore show of a few years back. It was canceled after two seasons, but she still has a loyal following, who stay up to catch her on the late-night talk circuit. Her fans marvel at her tomahawk nose, her sharp tongue, and one of the foulest mouths in town. We spent a few minutes telling each other how marvelous we looked. I hope Jane's keeping you on a tight leash, you heartthrob you. (laughs) Well, Jane's in Hawaii for a few weeks doing a picture while we're having our house repainted, I told her, probably unwisely. We decided it was best to get out of the workman's way. Ah, so you're here all by your lonesome. So help me, Tessa was trying to be seductive, which is not easy when you look like that. She pulled me closer and said, How do you do it, Steve? Do it? You can't fool me, Tessa hears everything, you know. You're taking over Terry Cole's TV show, aren't you? Somehow we had moved from make-believe sex to serious business. I was taken aback. Me take over the Terry Cole show, currently the number one late-night TV talk show in America? It was an intriguing idea, but not true, though I had been a guest on the show countless times, and three years back was the host for one fun-filled week while Terry went to the Bahamas to celebrate his latest divorce. I smiled and made a vaguely Italian gesture with my hands and shoulders. You can tell me, she said, I won't blab. (laughs) I just kept smiling, a cunning smile designed to deceive. While this rumor, unfortunately, was untrue, it didn't hurt me one bit to have it gossiped about town. And Tessa would, of course, take care of that. Promise you'll remember your good friend, Tessa, she cajoled. I can be awfully funny late at night. (laughs) Tessa laughed, waved, and started walking across the lobby to the front door. Before she reached the door, however, she turned and called out, We'll have to boogaloo in your bungalow, darling, one night real soon. People turned to stare, of course. I told myself Jane would understand. After all, this was only Tessa Moore and not to be taken seriously. Like most comedians, all she wanted was center stage, all the time, any way she could get it. Don't we all? As I told Tessa, I was living at the Beverly Hills Hotel while our house was being repainted. I love this hotel and have certain semi-rituals when I stay there. Generally, I allow five or ten minutes just to cross the lobby, since you're apt to run into friends, old or new, and might even be willing to sign an autograph or two. Crossing the lobby of the Beverly Hills is not a bad way to stay in touch with the ebb and flow of what the columnists call Tinseltown. Sometimes I fantasize that when I retire, I'll just park myself comfortably in the lobby there and uh, simply greet people. Hello, dear, I said to the young woman behind the reception desk. Any messages? Oh, yes, Mr. Allen, she said, handing me two pink message slips along with my key. The first was from Sonny Melnick and had come in at 10.15 that morning. The message said, please call back. The second was also from Sonny Melnick and had come in just a few minutes earlier. It read, urgent, please call. Hmm. Well, Sonny Melnick, I should explain, is the producer of the Terry Cole show. He's also one of Terry's oldest friends, and the man you had to get past if you had almost any business with Terry. His messages, coming in so quickly after Tess's bit of gossip, were intriguing. I know I shouldn't return Sonny's call until, oh, the next morning at the earliest. Game-playing is important in this town. It would be a mistake to show that I was unduly interested." A couple of hours later, as I picked up the phone, I had an odd feeling, a foreboding I tried to shake off. It wasn't just wondering if I was playing the Hollywood game right. I felt like a sailor heading toward wild and uncharted seas.